TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Welcome to Food Chuckies. Before we start this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our channel and let us know what you like and who you want to hear from next. This episode, we cracked open the king of beers for the king of Italian cooking in Memphis. Nothing goes better with a cold Budweiser than good conversation. So crack open a beer, pull up a chair, and enjoy getting to know the people behind the wheel of your favorite food trucks. Welcome to Food Truckies. My name is Jessica Stevens. I'm Philip Warner. And we are here with the Grizzanis. We are with Alex and Kim Grizzani with their brand new food truck, Nine Dough One. And you guys have just been open and running, what, a couple months now? A couple of months, yeah. We uh, started last year. We got the truck, started working on it. Then winter came, mm-hmm. truck season kind of fell off. So we came out of the gates uh, a couple of months ago hard, truck ready, uh, exciting stuff. Uh, we do all gourmet uh, brick oven pizzas, and we're the only ones out on the street doing that type of food. Yes, so. you, you had a lot of time to, to prepare and, and think about this truck and get it exactly the way you wanted it before you kind of started started serving. I always try and ask people their history, to just just a little, just a brief overview. You know, I know there's a lot of history with the Grizzanis, but just, to just tell me a little bit about your history and how you got into the food business. I know it's an interesting story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my family's been here since 1909 in the restaurant business. We started out on Main Street. My great-grandfather started, uh, and my great-grandmother, his name was uh, Mr. Everybody called him Mr. Willie and Miss Mary. So that's where some of our family recipes that are named on our menus today are from. Uh, My grandfather, Elfo, and his brother, Big John, came into the business. So they were second generation, and then my dad and his brother came in, and third, I'm fourth generation, and my son's fifth generation. So we are a family of chefs. You got a family of doctors? Yeah. We're a family of chefs. And and it's always been Italian food. Always. Always. Northern Italian cuisine. Um, My family's from uh, Lucca, Italy. Okay. Well... Really, a little town outside of Luca called Val de Tavo. Small, just a little quaint town. Uh, I've spent a lot of time over in Europe cooking. I've uh, spent several months, you know, in the mountains in Siena cooking. Uh, A lot of time in Luca in our hometown cooking. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when I was younger, I was kind of a traveling Wilberry after I graduated culinary school. And, Traveled back and forth to Europe, New York, teaching American culinary classes and American Italian culinary classes in Italy and in New York. So I did that for a long time, bounced back and forth before I even really went into my family business. Uh, after I came home from Charleston, from Johnson Wells, I went and worked for Roland Schneider, who was a master Swiss chef. Worked for him for about six, eight months, and then left and went to Italy and stayed for six months and kind of did that for about two years. And finally, my dad was like, 
hey, I've been paying all these bills. You think maybe you could come and cook with the family? And so that's where that all started back up. My whole life when I was a kid, I was always in the restaurant and then took uh, my college years while I was in culinary school and a little time after mm-hmm. and did my own thing, finally came back, stayed in the family business for oh, well, 15 years. 15 yes. years. Until Elfos came about. Yep. And then Kim and I branched out and opened our own uh, venture called Elfos. Mm-hmm. Elfos, my grandfather. Uh, we started that. We had a very successful run for almost 18 years. We were in Germantown. We were in Poplar down the street from my dad's restaurant. So we've been cooking for the Memphians and the who's who's of <laughs> the world for um, a long time. Long time, yeah. Um, and you never thought about doing anything else? Has it always been food for you? <sighs> I guess I'm getting older, so I always <laughs> tell people that when I was growing up, you know, your parents always had that that last say of what uh-huh. you were going to do. Yeah. So no matter what I wanted to do, it always came back to the restaurant with mm-hmm. my dad and my mom. So after a while, I was like, okay, I just embraced it. Yeah. And then I fell in love <laughs> with it, and it's in my blood. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's what I do. It's what we know. Um that's why I tell people all the time. I was like, look, I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm a chef. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone to med school if I wanted to do that. But it's uh, it's it's just ingrained. And mm-hmm. it's my son. I'm, I think it's probably the last chef out there. I don't know if any more of my kids are going to be chefs. <laughs> I try to talk him out of it, but he loves it. He, he's super. He works for... The, 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 the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Is that the... It's uh, one out at Shelby Farms. Shelby Farms. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And he works on the truck, as y'all saw the other <laughs> night. Yeah. Yep. He worked nine hours, came on the truck for a couple hours, hung out. He just likes the thrill of it. He likes to go to the concerts. He likes to do it. It's the time he comes... Wrecks my truck, has a good time, <laughs> and then goes home. <laughs> and you clean it up. And yeah. I clean it up. Yeah. Um, so going from a, a full restaurant, which I'm sure, I'm not sure how many seats you had, but down to a food truck, I'm sure that was a little growing pains trying to pare everything down. How hard was that to go from a full-fledged restaurant to a truck? It was tough. <laughs> it was, it's, been real, it's been an adjustment. And I guess all the adjustments kind of, came in uh, strange ways uh-huh. of me being in business. Uh, when you run a f- four, four and a half million dollar a year fine dining restaurant mm-hmm. and then you go from screeching halt, it's uh, definitely took me a little while to grasp what I wanted to really do, what we really, where we really wanted to be with everything. Uh, it all kind of started with uh, my mom passed away uh, Two, two years ago, mm-hmm. and then my father passed away last July. And so as that, I'd closed right before then. So those mm-hmm. things kind of took us a while to unwind the family house right. and all yeah. the businesses and everything. And Kim and I woke up one morning and we're like, oh, what are we going to do? And I'd been talking to Mike and them. I'd tried to, the health care. Mm-hmm. They run in hospitals. 
Not my cup of tea. <laughs> Didn't like corporate? No, no, I don't like corporate. Yeah. I, I'm not, uh, I don't like to sit in meetings mm-hmm. uh, all yeah. day long. I'm a yeah. chef, and that's what I told these guys. I was like, you know, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to run your food cost, labor cost, and be in the kitchen, and I never saw any of those things. Uh-huh. So yeah. that was a challenge for me. And then I went to uh, LaCole Culinary for a while, okay. and they had a food truck, and they said, hey, we need somebody to run this thing, teach the kids, you know, about food trucks and all that. It's like, all right. So I <laughs> took it on. I found myself Without running. knowing anything about food trucks, you're like, sure. I'll, yeah. I'll learn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it can't be any different right. than yeah. a kitchen. <laughs> and, uh, and so I knew I had the kids to do the prep work, to clean the truck, to do all that. So it's like, cool. So in between me running the uh, LaCole truck, uh-huh. Kim and I purchased a truck, started working on it, started getting it laid out like we were talking about the way I wanted it with my ovens and rearranging it, you know, playing with it. And uh, finally, I just told a call. I said, look, I can I have a truck and I'm going to, you know, give it give it a go. Mm-hmm. So we came out of the gates with it. Uh, uh, Stanley and uh, Sweet Treats and all, you know. A couple of my other buddies out there have been huge supporters of us, and we all kind of push each other along. And it's, uh, I guess the biggest challenge of a food truck is laying out your path every week of right. where I'm going, what am I going to do, what made money, what doesn't make money, what makes sense, wasn't that make sense. Because uh-huh. you don't have a group of people, and you have to be cautious. Uh it's like the other night when we saw y'all at the uh, Live at the Gardens. Mm-hmm. It's in your head all day long. You're going, oh, there's going to be so many people out here. I'm loading this truck full of food uh-huh. and products. And you have to kind of talk yourself down off these ledges sometimes <laughs> in the food truck business going, you know, okay, what if you don't have, you know, 3,000 people like you're planning you're carrying that food around for a day or so, and everybody likes to keep it fresh and mm-hmm. clean on the trucks. And so, yeah, there's a lot of learning curves. Right. Brick and mortar, you have that reservation. You know mm-hmm. when you're going to get pops. You know when it's going to be slow. You can pretty much gauge it there. All the truckers of the world can go, hey, we're going to <laughs> so-and-so festival. There's going to be 50,000 people there. You get there, and there's... 5,000 people and there's 10 trucks. So you're, it's a crapshoot. It's, yeah. it is. Um, but Kim and I work it. My wife and I work the truck 90% of the time by ourselves. Uh, she takes the orders and uh, I do all the cooking. So we are basically a two man show. That's a good teamwork. I think that's how Philip and I would work. Like, you know, we, uh, we need a little separation in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I stand up. Yes, yeah, stand up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, and Kim, like, is, and you, um, were you part of the restaurant industry before, before marrying into to the family, or did you? No, I was in um, education. I've had some nutrition background, sales, and I did teach for a while after we got married, started having kids. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, we had four children. So right. quickly, that I was like, okay. It's a theme. It keeps going. It keeps, four kids. I was going to tell you, y'all's theme keeps coming. So There's your four like, kids four again. Kids. So wow. many people. Four kids. Like four. It's always a number. We might be jinxing you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. Magic number. Oh, gosh. Um, and yes, quickly soon after that, we realized that um, my schedule and his schedule did not quite mix. You know, mm-hmm. I was up and gone until four or five that's when he actually you know was so busy so I decided to kick back and then slowly started helping him at the restaurant front of the house little bookkeeping reservations events that type stuff and now, well, then I started calling myself the restaurant widow for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be another theme. Yes. yes. <laughs> With Jeff's. Um, so transitioning to this food truck, how was that for you? Were, were you excited? Were you skeptical? Be honest. I had been a, the minute we closed our other restaurant, I was like, we can get a food truck and go to the beach. <laughs> it took a little convincing uh, for him. but you and Stanley um, would be there at the same time. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I am actually loving it because um, so many times in a restaurant, the chefs can't leave. And mm-hmm. especially when you are the owner and there's really not this huge support team beside your employees, you're there night and day. Right, so on the weekends, holidays. Every, every vacation time. time. Right. And that was one of the ways he asked me uh, to marry him. He was like, you realize that every holiday for the rest of our life, mm-hmm. I will be working. I was like, okay, I can handle it. We can do this. <laughs> but we're having a great time getting to enjoy new scenes, mm-hmm. music, all these great things that we never got to enjoy. So feels like vacation all the time. There you yeah. go. Yeah, you it's guys like get to be working. a part of the party. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're working, but you're not working. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it is. And it, that's the hardest thing from brick and mortar to mm-hmm. the truck is it. It really took me a long time to, I guess, put it in neutral yeah. a little bit. Because um, you live, breathe, and uh, when you're in a brick and mortar, it's night and day. It's 18 hours a day. People don't get it. You know, mm-hmm. even on when you're off, you're on. Yeah. And I used to tell my students at LaCole and even in culinary schools and stuff where I've gone and spoke to them, I open up with, if you think... You like to cook and you're getting in this business because it is a glamorous business or if it is, you know, something you go home at night and you cook for your friends and they tell you, oh, you make the best steak in the whole world. You need to open a restaurant. Well, you come and talk to me and we'll sit down and reevaluate all this because you're never off if you're if you own one of these. So it has been. And we are on the same kind of track as Stanley is we want to move we have our last child at home she's ready to go so i laugh at mike and rose all the time i said i might be like 15 months ahead of y'all's schedule of going to the beach and he's like man we'll send a postcard yeah. 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 the groundwork yes um so uh, about your your menu too when I was talking to Kim Saturday, she said you had a little hard time picking and choosing what you wanted to go, but you were still thinking like a restaurant, restaurant. menu and then trying to pare it down to being efficient and and affordable and everything. So how did you choose what, what went into your truck? That's the, that is still today the biggest challenge with my truck. 
It's because every person going back to my family walks up to my truck and goes, do you have your toast raviolis on here? Do you have your Italian spinach on here? Elfie special. Your... Yeah, it's and it's at first when I came out of the gate, I was like, okay, I'll put my Mary salad on here. I'll put my toast ravioli on here. I'll All do your my... favorites from the, the restaurant. Yeah, and one day I looked up, I was like, whoa, 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 I can't. I can't do this and do mm-hmm. it right on a food truck. Yeah, I was already doing my pizzas. My pizzas, everybody always loved them. Are and delicious. Um, thank you. Yes, we can yeah, attest. Lot of <laughs> that is amazing. So it it took me a while to quit listening, not listening to my customer, mm-hmm. but yeah. beating myself up, going, "Oh, I have to have spinach. You got to have toast it. You have to do this." And mm-hmm. so I narrowed it down to my pizzas. Mm-hmm. Uh, this summer, we're going to start, as the truck grows, we're going to do uh, a couple more items like panna cotta or tiramisu uh, mm-hmm. for dessert. We're going to do uh, cold pasta salads, uh, things like that, you know, that are in a cup, something that's ready to right. go that yeah, you can hand out. Beforehand, things, yeah. Exactly. I never even thought about that being a challenge, like yeah. people knowing you and knowing, oh, hey, yeah, you're spinach, you're, 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 you're toasted ravioli. I never even thought about that. And then that, that disappointment, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. brutal. I mean, sometimes they yeah. just look at me straight in the eye like I've lost my mind. They just walk away because I don't have my time spent. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, you don't want a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're having to change their mindset, too. Yeah. You're like, no, this isn't my restaurant. This is my food truck. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying something new. Yeah. And I think um, I think that's exciting, too, to, to do just do something new, especially with how well-known, you know, your family name is to go off and do something brand new. Your family's never had a food truck before. You're the never. first one to do it. Um, so that's 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 pretty pretty cool. Um, and I, I can't remember if I read this wrong, and you can correct me. Did you uh, you, did you import an oven for your truck as well for your pizzas? No, I have a uh, an old brick oven that was my dad's. That his friend, who's was always one of his close friends, had his oven at his house, and they were going to bring it and take it back to the restaurant and put it back in there. And uh, Dad would never let Buddy bring it back. <laughs> they didn't have the right plug or something to plug the oven in with. Yeah. So they, uh, Buddy could never get it back to him. So when Dad passed away, he's like, I have your pizza oven, <laughs> you know, in the garage, and I've repainted it, I've redone it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, I would die to have it. So I went over there, and he and I put it in the truck, and I had an electrician come hook up the right um, 240 amp for uh-huh. it. So... It was kind of a challenge getting it yeah. in there, but now I need a bigger oven. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm going, oh, so we'll keep maybe the monumental, monumental oven and then put a bigger one over to the right of it. So. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Not, uh, no. you know, as your clientele grows and people want more and more pizzas. How many pizzas do you do you normally do in a night? It's, it can vary. Uh, we can do anywhere from... Uh, on a busy night, 150 crust. Wow. And, pe- and it, it's, t- it's not hard. It's the oven. Uh-huh. And we can. So do you do one pizza at a time in that oven? The four, four can go okay. in the oven. And they're eight inches. Okay. So when you go somewhere like the Shell or if you go somewhere the Garden and you're 20 deep, mm-hmm. you know, we can make the pizzas, dress the pizzas. It's the cook time. Right. Because I am really, really. Uh, uptight about them being perfectly 
they have to be yeah. perfect. Yeah. 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 At yeah. first, when I was kind of working with him, I was like, that looks burnt, you know? And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I tasted one. I was like, okay, you're the chef. <laughs> yes, chef. <laughs> this is your job. <laughs> they always want to clean my pizza screens. I'm like, don't touch the pizza screen. <laughs> They're like, chef, what's up? I was like, yeah, that's where the flavor comes in. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's funny. And talking about the truck itself, uh, going back to, I guess, me growing up, like I said, where mom and dad made all the rules and you listen, and mm-hmm. if you didn't listen to what we said, then you're cut off, and if you're cut off, then, you know, we're never talking to you again, and the whole nine yeah. yards, and it's like, wow. So Kim and I have been fortunate enough to be open-minded to where my son went to culinary school in Portland, Oregon, to, and lived out there. And uh, we have twin girls and a, uh, that are 19 and a 14-year-old. So Kim and I are pretty grounded to listen to our kids about what's hot, what's going on out mm-hmm. in the world and all this. So my son goes, Dad, you know, millenniums, we eat off food trucks, we eat Uber Eats. We don't go to restaurants and sit like you and Mom used to and drink $500 bottles of wine and sit there for four hours. You know, he goes, those days are over. So I really sat back and absorbed what he was telling me. And I kind of always kick the can Uh when he tells me something, and I'll research it behind his back. (laughs) Just to make sure he's right. But it's crazy because he's right, and he keeps leading me down bigger and better roads. Uh, it's uh, it's an amazing what your kids can teach you if you listen to them. <laughs> well, I mean, that's our favorite date night is going to a food truck, going to some event and eating at a food truck. It's Especially good now, it's I mean, because we food, have yeah. great chefs like yourself. I mean, that we go in and we have, you know, $10, $12 pizza or something, but it's just as good restaurant quality. And it's yeah. an amazing pizza. And we can just split it between us and... It's a cheap date night. Uh, hey, nine times out of ten, it's better quality than yeah. what you're getting somewhere I, else. I fresh. believe it's yeah. fresher, yes. Um, and uh, you, you said that your pizza is a, a wood-fired pizza? Uh, did, uh, is that what you said? Will you explain that process, it's like a, how it works? Okay, so it's not a wood oven burning okay. pizza. It, they are um, old, what it is, they're, we call them brick oven. Uh-huh. It's not a, it's a brick oven, they're slate. Oh, okay. And they're thin pieces of slate, and you have to be careful with them. Uh, even at the restaurants and stuff, these, they come in big pieces, but, mm-hmm. I mean, when they break, they break, yeah. and you just kind of have to go around it. Um, but these ovens cost up, you know, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a piece, but they cook at 500 degrees. Basically, what you're getting is the same effect as a wood oven, mm-hmm. as a, the, the, the wood ovens, but they're just... We call them brick ovens back in the olden days. I don't know how that got started, but basically they're just slight stones. Uh-huh. And they're at 500 degrees. Uh, he bought one of those pizza things, pizza stones you put in the oven yeah, uh-huh. at, at home. Uh-huh. Same concept. It's just they're minor old. They're, they burn at 500 degrees. Uh-huh. Like I said, I never clean the slates. I never clean my pizza screens. It's... Just that's where the yeah. goodness comes from. Uh-huh. The everybody when somebody else works the oven and it's smoking, they're going, you know, what what is that? I go, it's cheese or you know, it's crust <laughs> from something. It's okay. extra flavor. It is. <laughs> it's, it's flavor. Full smoke flavored. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, 
by oven uh, is the key. Fresh ingredients, most importantly. People are always like, wow, your pizza sauce, your cheeses. Kim and I only buy the, the, the best of the best product that I can absolutely put on my pizza. My, my favorite question all every day is, do you use real lobster? Yeah. I said, I haven't learned to catch the fake ones yet. I don't, they're too fast for me. And just, so I have to hold up like the big knuckle meat and the claw and go, yeah, show and, them. Oh, yeah. It's like, Prove it to him. Yeah, they have to. They sit there yeah. and like stare at you until you go, look, you see? <laughs> it's real. Do you find it uh, like, Challenging. I mean, so you went from a restaurant where you've got reservations. You know when big parties are coming and stuff like that. Do you find it a challenge when, like, now you can have just anybody and everybody come up and form a line immediately behind your truck? So it's more of a rush, or are you kind of like used to that anyways? And I'm used to it. I've been. I I, I love the adrenaline. Yeah. I love the I love the rush. Uh, I was listening to one of y'all's podcasts earlier, and I think one of my friends said it best. It's you get so zoned in that when Kim or someone on the truck's talking to me, it's you're hearing what everybody's saying, and I hear what the customers are saying to me and that are going on, but you are so zoned in on making things right. And I'm so zoned in on making not only it right, but I don't want you sitting outside my truck for 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I can turn a pizza around in about five to seven minutes. So... That's another big thing that I stay on. And I, you know, did the same, laid my kitchen out to where I knew it was efficient, where I could work, where I could put them in, take them out, build them. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a rush no matter if you're feeding 500 people in a fine dining restaurant or 500 people in a, in, at a, out of a food truck. It is the yeah. same rush. The only thing about a food truck is they can sit there and mean mug you <laughs> while they're waiting for their pizza and I always go to Kim. Either give them their money back or tell that guy to go stand over there for a minute. You <laughs> cannot the rush the shit. Yeah. The bottom line. I'm and, like, and what about you, Kim? Do you, do you like the do you like the, the rush? Feeling. I I do. I've learned to love it. Through, I mean, I, I of course it took me many many years to get used to it, and you just kind of learn how to. It's customer service. Uh-huh. You want your customer to be happy, and um, he can kind of tone it out. I'm usually out front, so I've yeah. learned to uh, distract a little bit. Yeah. You know, come up with some distractions, but it's always worth that extra minute that yeah. it takes yeah. to make extra it perfect. Minute. So I'm like, you don't want. You want it perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what you really want. So just hang on for a minute. There's no place to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Drink <laughs> a beer. I'm used, yeah. Enjoy I'm used to waiting 10, yes. 15 minutes easily, like 15 minutes. We used to go to uh, Miss Cordelia's on Wednesday nights, and there would only be one food truck, but a line of people. So we used to wait wow. 45 minutes because yeah. we'd have to get up there, order. You drink a beer. Have to, so yeah. Yeah. Just, and look, yeah. people used to wait 45 minutes just to get in exactly. a seat at yep. our restaurant. So, you know, yeah. like, come yes, on. people yes. have very short memories. So, and I I feel like that's that's part of what this podcast does is it reminds people of not li- your limitations, but that you yeah. guys are human and, and there's only so much you can do in a minute. And, and yeah, it's like fast that, food, yeah. but it's not McDonald's. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's getting the knowledge out there like saying, hey, yeah, this isn't the drive through at McDonald's. You're not going to get it in three minutes. Uh, uh, another cool thing about your truck is you got it, you had it graffitied. 
uh, tell us about the, the graffiti. It was done by Tunky Berry? Yes. Uh, talk about that. Well, I, my son and I kept bouncing back and forth. He was the one with the 901 concept with the name. Uh, and so when we started talking about the truck, about wrapping it, my son said, Dad, I don't want to wrap the truck. I want to get a graffiti, a local graffiti artist here in town to paint the truck, you know, what we want, what we want to do on it. And I was like, perfect. So uh, I searched and searched and I searched and, you know, I was like, wow, this is more challenging than I thought to find a graffiti artist to come. I was like, I thought... I thought if I like rattled a bunch of cans, and, you know, these kids would come running to go, go by the train tracks. Yeah, yeah exactly. And no, it was tough. And I called uh, Karen Golightly. Uh-huh. And Karen was like, oh, I got a great guy for you. He's the one that's been on the news, who's been doing all the city's work and all that. And so Tunky shows up one day where I'm at and we talk and he tells me how much it's going to cost, which was a third of what a wrap would cost. Yeah. And he goes, look, you buy my paint and you give me a couple hundred bucks and we're good. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, perfect. <laughs> so he goes, what do you want? He kind of drew a couple of things out for us. And I showed Kim and Elfo. I was like, what do you guys want? And they picked out what they wanted on it. And my other son, my son's other stipulation was, there's the door that you go in and out of the truck that Tukey couldn't do that. He wanted to fill it up with all local um, people's stickers. Oh, cool. Businesses. Yeah, yeah. to support. Businesses. You know, we to support like, we all support each other, and that's yeah. what it's about. So this is the place to put it. <laughs> so, yeah, I got – so that's me being controversial again. I hire a controversial <laughs> artist to do work on my truck, and <laughs> here we are with – people walk around and they take pictures of it. I told Kim I'm going to put a – sticker it says five dollars a picture and you know because you you have the there's like a girl eating pizza on the back side um and then you're talk about your uh what is it your toasted ravioli so my family's been here since 1909 so my fun, my son thought it'd be he said he came to me one day he said hey down we're doing the back of the truck i go yeah he goes I want to do our toasted ravioli and put toasted since 1909 on the back of it. <laughs> so Tunky and Helm came up with this toasted ravioli. He's kind of a lazy-eyed, happy little toasted ravioli <laughs> on the back. It says toasted since 1909. And then the front of the truck has a uh, – Kim calls him the <laughs> – Kim calls him – There's a lot of waving. No. Yeah, she, she calls him the, uh, the Spanish uh, – Japanese, she, she she calls him the happy Spanish Japanese chef. He's got <laughs> these squinty eyes, this big mustache, big round face. So the first time she said it, I was like, what? And then I sat back and I started looking at him. I was like, she nailed it. That's what the guy looks like. <laughs> <That's what she laughs> a little mixture. It's okay. You get the feel. You know, it's the, it's the shit. A hint of Italian. Yeah. <laughs> but we just let Tuki go crazy. We just let him do his own thing. We were just like, here's the truck. Here are the paints, do it. And he did a phenomenal job. I, I'm very pleased. Yeah, I with saw it. the pictures when he was doing. You posted some pictures on Instagram, and I remember uh, seeing that. That was really cool. So, what, what, what has been the reaction from 
from people who loved your restaurant food? Were they really excited that you were coming back with a, with a food truck? Or you, have you got new people coming in? Um, were there some people who are like, you're doing a food truck? Oh, you know. Maybe a younger crowd. <laughs> yeah, I have a, uh, have a mix. I have a lot of my regulars who come to the truck. First question out of their mouth, are you opening another brick and mortar? It's like, don't put me on the spot like that. You know, <laughs> let's just get past this one night tonight. <laughs> And then it's it's uh, it's a bittersweet thing as well because there's so many people out there that have moved here to town that don't know who Grisani's what what it's about what it is so you see the food truck and they're like oh you guys are the people who owned Elfos and now you have 901 so in my heart it kind of hurts that my hundred year old Grisani name is kind of you know, fall into the older generation. But also it makes me happy to see that my son has created his name with the Elfos and the 901 stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're getting, you know, he's getting recognition for that. It's, uh, it's, it's just, it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're kind of preserving the legacy because yeah. there are a lot of these people that would never have eaten your food you know, until we did go off like this. So, yeah. you know, a whole new generation. Right. A yeah. bit more accessible to everybody. Hey, I've been maybe. born and raised in Memphis. I know, I know the name. I told my parents, and they were like, oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> I've raised a lot of chefs. Mm-hmm. I've raised a, a lot of, you know, guys who've gone out and done extremely well for themselves. I've had a bunch of them come across that did it and realized they didn't want to do it. You know, so it's it, it, it's a... It's a happy business. Um, I always feel like everybody always comes back to me and says I've enjoyed my time, you know, being with me or what I taught them or what they've learned. And same goes for me. I always tell when I when I was younger, they would come to work for me. I was like, look, if you're not serious about this, don't waste my two weeks. That's what I always told them. It's always two weeks. <laughs> I was like, if I sit here and I train you for two weeks and you quit, I was like, man. If we're best friends or anything, I'm not. I'm not ever speaking to you again because you just wasted two weeks of my life. Um, that was always my golden rule, the two-week rule. Uh, and you know, a lot of them suffered out of it, and a lot of them are very famous chefs now. And it's always good to you know to embrace that. And it's always good to see the guys that have taught me things, and now we're all out on the street together. It's mm-hmm. like we're a big family. And that's that's a lot of fun too. Early in the morning, six o'clock, six thirty, you have to be at Court Square to get a parking place. So we're all on each other's truck eating breakfast or you know, messing with each other or always tell the other chefs there you go, what kind of pizza are you gonna do today? I'll go, I'm doing oh the uh Miss Jenny's soft shell crab pizza. Vice <laughs> <laughs> like, well I'm doing the fried lobster sandwich. <laughs> So we have a good time. That's what I, I guess the favorite part about the whole truck business is everybody is a one. And we all, if your truck breaks down, if your generator breaks down, if your stove, if you run out of gas, we all jump on to immediately to make something happen. You know, we don't want to see a, a trucker not work that day because... Somebody right. was like, oh, I didn't want to get my propane tank off my truck to give to him, or I didn't yeah. want to 
yeah. let him plug into my generator to make his truck go. So that is the that is the best thing about having a food truck as well is we're all there, we're there together, and we support each other regardless of what happens. And we love, I'm sorry. No, go. We love having all the different foods, you know, and they're brainstorming. It's like Mm -hmm. they're standing out there and they're eating this. Have you thought of doing this? And they're like, that's brilliant. You know, so it is great. We just are having so much fun with all the different families and all the different foods that we're getting to eat that normally we would not have. Uh, right, you know, we're loving to getting to know, it, know everyone as well. This has been yeah. a really fun And it does seem experience. like a tight-knit group. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like the It seems very positive. Is, yeah, very you know, positive. Like, it's, 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 that's, as Kim just said, you know, some of the chefs or some of my customers would come up to the thing and go, Man, do you remember when you did that pizza like 15 years ago? The the white pizza with the mushrooms and the goat cheese and the chicken. And I'm like, yeah, they're, can you do that again? I'm like, sure. So next week I'll, I'll run it. So I have talked me into doing the shrimp Diablo pizza that I had on the, the other night. It's uh, So, the, you know, they spark a new idea or an old idea, and we sit there and play with it and I'll make one and hand it out to all the guys in the park for customers together and go, what do you think? And they're like, man, yeah, eat. we need <laughs> <That's> this. <good. laughs> it, so good. it's always a good time, definitely. Um, just uh, just talking a little bit about your actual, um, res- not recipes, but your actual pizzas that you have, like talk a little bit about the pizzas that you offer, your kind of, your fan favorites and, and what you have on your truck. Fan favorite is the lobster pizza, for sure. Uh, it's a garlic-based, uh, not a bread-based sauce pizza, garlic-based uh, sauce with uh, roasted cherry tomatoes, roasted onions, uh, pulled lobster meat, uh-huh. and then I have a uh, chipotle aioli sauce that goes on top. That, that is one of the biggest sellers. And of all the ones that we do, the veggie lingers up to mm-hmm. the top with it, and then the meat lovers, of course. But every place you go is different. I mean, right. some places we go, Court Square last week, like 30 pepperoni pizzas. In one day. Well, I mean, we, it was the most bizarre <laughs> thing. I'm like, wow, it's pepperoni day. Okay. It, it, I think it's one of those things where somebody gets it and another person sees it and says, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's one. Yeah. what I like. No, I mean, I feel like when I go, I always try and get the most interesting thing because I'm right. always, I like trying new things all the time. I, I don't like having the same thing over and over again. But, uh, the, you know, the, the funniest part about us eating your pizza Saturday night was it was in the dark. So we were all, you know, there's four slices. So we all split it between uh, me and Philip and, and his parents. And we're going, oh, this is good. There's something sweet on it. Mmm, sweet. Yeah, this tastes really good. We couldn't see anything yeah, on it. It was pizza. literally a so blind we, yeah, taste yeah, right yeah, there. No, we were just eating it in the dark. You know, was, and we're like, oh, the little onion. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so. The Fair. buffalo um, pizza, the buffalo <laughs> chicken pizza has gone wild. Everybody likes my uh barbecue chicken pizza i put it's an old favorite yeah it's yeah. <laughs> so i try to keep, keep them and the, the names you know <laughs> you, you come out with these names and you come out of the gate with i'm gonna name it this because my buddy you know but he likes he calls it the stoner pizza and he's got <laughs> barbecue pepperonis and my chipotle oil on it and so 
I was like, oh, you know, I'll put that on the board. And I was like, no, I don't think people are going to go for that very well. And then I had another customer who named by south of the border pizza, he called it, the Mexican pizza. And I was like, so my son kept going, we'll we'll put that. I was like, Elfo. I was like, you can't, you know, we can't do that. And so, but that's what everybody comes up to. They go, hey, you got this pizza today or that one? Or I'm going... Yeah, but we don't call it. (laughs) (laughs) Different name. Different name. (laughs) I feel like we're just getting started with the pizzas, really. You know, now I feel like he's just getting real comfortable with just doing the pizzas and maybe Mm -hmm. adding the desserts. But so now him and Elfo are are creating, you know, farmer's market. Look what I got today. Let's try this. So what's your favorite place that you've set up so far? Do you have a favorite? You know, and not necessarily like for the amount of customers that come, but just kind of the ambience. Our favorite place, uh, I have to say, is Court Square. Uh huh. You know, and I've never been. It's you know, I work. I work in East Memphis. There's no way I could ever get down there on a Thursday. Uh, Everybody's so happy on Thursdays. It's like, (laughs) wow, this is great. One day away from the weekend. (laughs) Yes, and they don't care about the wait or they they kind of expect it. So they're having fun, listening to music. The energy is awesome. Uh, There's, you know, 15, 20 trucks, and you have the new ice cream man, you have the old ice cream man there. You know, it's, you have the pick of anything you want. You can eat. You can eat all over the world at Court mm-hmm. Square, and and it, and it's so much fun. Um, Court Square, the energy is awesome. I love it because that's one day of the week that my son's on the truck with me. He gets all excited. He and his girlfriend worked with me last Thursday. Halfway through the shift, we're busy. It starts raining. Those two get out of the truck. They're dancing in the rain, you know, <laughs> listening to the music going on. So those are the times now that, you know, make me happy. Miss Cordelia's is a lot of fun. It's a beating. You know, it, it, Miss Cordelia's, they come at you at once and yeah. they don't stop. All of Harbor Town. <laughs> yeah, they just rush at you. Uh, I, 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 so those places are great for me, the, 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 the energy, the vibe. There's a few venues that I do that are, like you said, they're really off the charts with the money. We have great nights, but also they're stressful, and I don't feel like I'm putting out the product that I want to. Mm-hmm. And But they keep having me back, so I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself, do I want to go back? Yeah. But it's because it takes away the quality of my food, and that's right. not what I'm out there for. I'm out there for them to have fun. Enjoy what Kim and I are doing and have a good time. That's why I opened the truck is to have fun. I told her I want to put my Birkenstock on, <laughs> my cutoff shirt, my Grateful Dead shirt, and hang out and talk to my friends. That's why I... This is like pretty close to retirement for you. You're like... <laughs> yeah. Compared, <laughs> Really close. <laughs> oh, just wait. I'm yeah. right behind you going, a little bit more, honey, a little bit more. You'll be fine. Get a little closer to the sand. <laughs> right. Well, we just thank you so much You're for welcome. having us on, and we really Absolutely. look forward to what's to come. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I cannot thank you all enough for having us, and I admire what y'all are doing. You're thank you. Not only, uh, you know, seems like y'all enjoy what you do for a living but it's uh 
you're helping out the community and the truckers who need y'all to get us out there and for us to get heard more and I think it's growing and growing and what y'all are doing is awesome and we really appreciate y'all being out there. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Man. And we appreciate what you do because yeah, it's this is delicious. Fun. I mean, it is. This is really fun. I mean, I've always been attracted to oral storytelling. My grandfather was a storyteller. He's a master storyteller. Oh, wow. um, so I grew up with that oral storytelling. So I've always been really attracted to just like hearing people's stories, you know, you know, and I love like that kind of like that fairy tale story yes. aspect to the bedtime story thing. But I, you know, I figured this is a perfect atmosphere to just hear people's stories. Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? What made you decide to do a food truck? Right. It, it, this one so. was a fun twist because like I told <laughs> Jessica earlier, I was like, normally we know the food truck name, but we don't know the chef behind the food truck. And this one, I was like, this one, we know the food truck name and we also know the chef. So it's like, oh man. like. <laughs> you know, and we, we talked about it too. You, you're the first um, food truck owner that we've interviewed that went from a restaurant down to a food truck everyone else we've we've talked to so far it's like you know that yeah. either they were they went to culinary school and At they least, kind of started with yeah, a truck owning or, a restaurant. Yeah, or owning a restaurant yeah because yeah. so most of them were worked in, in a restaurant places, yeah. so it's, it's just i mean every story has been different so far that's right it's every all truck unique has a story. So. except the four kids all yeah. of us got oh, four kids, four kids. <laughs> the so, far. There you go. so man you want to bear me babe yeah me too yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Food Truckies Podcast. Follow 901 on Facebook and Instagram at Grizzani number nine, Doe number one. The OAMnetwork.com. Power to the podcast.